Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. If you're anything like me, you like your creature features chock full of creature carnage. Whether it be a fictional creature like the Graboids from Tremors, or more grounded ones such as the Gators and Crawl, the creature feature scratches a primal itch, man attempting to overcome nature, often failing to do so. The idea that nature is fighting back against humans who largely disregard their effect on creatures' habitats can give these creature features added weight. And then sometimes the genre is just an excuse to see someone get ripped in half by a five-headed shark. And yes, that is a real creature feature premise. So, if the selling point of creature features is a particular brand of carnage, what happens when you make a creature feature where the literal depiction of said carnage isn't the primary focus of the film? Sounds pretty counterproductive to the subgenre, right? Well, director Lee Jojo's Pelissari's film Jaligatu aims the lens more at how carnage affects man's behavior rather than the focus being on man being ripped apart. Written by R. Jaya Kumar and Harish S., Jaligatu is currently streaming on Prime Video in HD and 4K UHD, focusing on an Indian village being thrown into chaos by a wild buffalo. As the buffalo rampages through the village, destroying property, crops, and causing injuries, the villagers' behavior becomes more erratic, and some begin to act on their repressed desires, some of which have deadly consequences. From the opening moments of the film, Lee Jojo's Pelissari inserts us firmly into this world. We're given a fantastic montage of characters waking early in the morning and going about their daily routines. Some sharpen their butcher's knives, some head to market, some slaughter an ox, some begin cooking, and some indulge in alcohol. This simple set of events is cut together in a way that impresses upon the viewer what the villagers' way of life is like. It shows us an unbiased look at livelihoods and the behaviors of others in a way that is far more honest than you might expect. There's an authenticity here that makes the creature feature predicament feel far more grounded than most do. There isn't some ludicrous scenario that's forced the buffalo to rampage. There's no hurricane stirring up wildlife or mutant beasts. It's rampaging as a result of man's own greed, and we aren't allowed to forget it for a second. While there are several instances of the buffalo goring or knocking over villagers, again, this isn't really the purpose of the film. If you're looking for a traditional creature feature, this likely will not scratch that itch. Rather, it's the way in which the event of the rampaging buffalo flips a switch in the mentality of men, causing them to put pleasantries and civility behind them in the face of mob mentality and pursuing self-interests. It's the way in which this mob mentality slowly begins to spread, and gradually, the actions of others become more and more self-involved. While there's a wide swath of characters, we're given enough context and history between each of them that we never feel we become lost or confused within the inner workings of the village. We understand why each character engages in their own self-interests when the opportunity arises, given the action will largely go unnoticed during the chaos the village is plunged into. As the plight of catching the buffalo causes villagers to grow increasingly desperate and angry, we see how more susceptible people are to lash out at one another. If a person in a crowd shouts that you are responsible for something that's happening, perhaps the entire crowd will believe them and instantly target you. The film is frightening in its portraying of judge, jury, and executioner mentality of mobs in a time of crisis. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. But it's the way in which the film creates smaller narratives along the way, which is really a testament to the multi-layered writing. 
Whether it's a girl attempting to run away the night before her wedding, or a villager telling a bank teller, right off my house's mortgage as I'm the only one who can save you from the buffalo, the gambit of self-interests is really quite immense. What facilitates these numerous story beats is the film's tight editing and pacing. And at just 91 minutes long, Jaligatu is as brisk as it is pristinely crafted in conveying its world, characters, and social commentary. I can't understate the effectiveness of cinematographer Girish Gangad Haran's lens with which he captures the film's world. From capturing the lush wilderness to village city center, we're never allowed to lose sight of where the story is unfolding within. We become familiar with numerous landmarks and establishes a tone of uncertainty and growing unrest in each and every environment we explore. There's a lot of environmental storytelling here giving insight into another way of life and culture that I found myself engaged with more deeply than I thought I would. And then there's Gangad Haran's capturing the terrifying imagery of mob mentality, capturing literally hundreds of people running through the night-soaked wilderness brandishing torches and flashlights. We see this particular scene unfold from the bottom of a hill, and even though the mob's target is the buffalo, we the viewer feel the anxiety and terror of the titlier creature, another strength of the film I was not prepared for. In regard to the film's handful of creature feature carnage moments, action choreographer Supreme Sundar ensures that each instance the chaos and fear of the villagers are subjected to hits like a ton of bricks. When paired with the claustrophobic confines of dense forests and buildings, makes for a palpable tension that is unlike most creature features clear-cut carnage often is. As for the buffalo itself, I could be wrong, but there doesn't seem to be a great deal of CGI used in bringing it to life. Or it at least was captured and shot in a way that conceals any digital effects. It allows for these few traditional creature feature instances to have more weight to them, given it feels as if we're watching a viewer discretion is advised nature documentary rather than an action thriller. Closer to the film's ending is when its message of humans' true nature and own self-interests comes to a head. One of the elders of the village sits around a campfire with others and proclaims, those men may have two legs, but they are beasts. It's not exactly subtle, but the point still stands and is reinforced more skillfully in showing the recklessness of man's actions closer to the finale we come. The earth has always belonged to animals, and man's continued encroachment or lack of living in harmony with such creatures ultimately exposes our own savagery. Without spoiling the final moments, which are not unlike the rest of the film and are fantastic, there is the true exaggerated but horrifying depiction of the fever-frenzied berserker rage that man was supposed to have evolved well past since our ancestors were alive. When in actuality, our technological advances are all that really separate us from people's true nature. If you couldn't tell, Jolly Gatu was a sleeper hit for me, and it's no surprise that it's been nominated for India's 2020 Oscar season. It's an unconventional creature feature with a more human lens and a terrific cinematic achievement. So be sure to check it out while it's streaming on Prime Video. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you guys next time.